0: Welcome to all of you this evening. Thank you so much for being here on this New Year's Eve service. If you're a guest tonight, and I believe I see a few guests, we welcome you tonight. We're so glad to have you in service with us this evening. And I will tell you now, so that if this is the only reason you came, in just a moment when we pray, you can sneak out. But. Uh, we're not doing communion tonight. We are going to do it in a couple of weeks, but we got a lot of people between sickness or traveling that are not here tonight, and so um, I just felt to to wait for a couple of weeks to have uh, hopefully the most not for number I'm, the most number of people that are a part of us here. Um, so, but uh, you know this this is this is now the time when I think I'm supposed to come and. Preach this really exciting vision message for 2023, um, and I'm not going to do that. Um, I, I do believe I—I I, I don't know if I'm going to preach or just talk to you. I feel like that's happened a lot uh, the last several weeks or so. But I, I really do feel like um, that I have something that, if if you and I will will take it to heart, uh, that. We, we won't need all the, you know, motivational vision. Nothing wrong with those things. Uh, but So, Galatians 6, verse number 1. Galatians 6 and verse 1. Paul says, Brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fault, ye which are spiritual... Restore such a one in the spirit of meekness, considering thyself, lest thou also be tempted. Bear ye one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. For if a man think himself to be something when he is nothing, he deceiveth himself. But let every man prove his own work, and then shall he have rejoicing in himself alone and not in another For every man shall bear his own burden. Let him that is taught in the word communicate unto him that teacheth in all good things. Be not deceived, God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. You know, so many times, and I have done it myself, we use that in a negative context, but it's not about negative stuff alone. You do reap what you sow with negative stuff, but... When he says God is not mocked, I, I think you can apply that in, in the positive as well. Just because you haven't seen yet what you've sown, don't don't worry about it. God's not going to be mocked. What you sowed is it's it's going. You're going to reap. For he that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption, but he that soweth to the Spirit shall of the Spirit reap life everlasting. And let us not be weary in well doing. For in due season, in due season, we shall reap if we faint not. Going back to verse number one, I want to read it to you in the Amplified, and it says it this way, Brethren, if any person is overtaken in misconduct or sin of any sort, you who are spiritual, who are responsive to and controlled by the Spirit, should set him right and restore and reinstate him without any sense of superiority and with all gentleness, keeping an attentive eye on yourself lest you should be tempted also. I I, I want to draw your attention to all of that really is this kind of context. I want to draw your attention to to basically three verse three words in that first verse or four words. Ye which are Spiritual, you which are spiritual, spiritual. and I want to talk to you, preach to you, whatever it may end up being, for a little bit tonight on a worthy resolution. A worthy resolution, Father. Thank you so much for the privilege of being here tonight. We thank you. God, for everything you've done for us in this year, every need you've provided, every door you've opened, every door you've closed, God, because something wasn't your will or wasn't for our good. Thank you. We trust you, God, that as we close out this year and we're about to embark on a new year, that you're going to continue to be faithful. You're going to continue to be true to your word. You're going to continue to provide, and we're going to face ups and downs in the new year as we faced in this year, but through it all, you're going to be faithful because that's who you are. That's what you are. So God, I pray that for the next few moments here this evening that you would speak to our hearts. Lord, I, I for one, I'm pretty sure I'm not alone, but there's been a lot of distractions the last several weeks holidays and things we've been doing and wonderful times we've had, but I pray tonight that you would help us to, to have hearts that are open to hear, to receive what you would desire to say to us. That our hearts be good ground for the seed of your word tonight, Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ, in Jesus' name, amen. Praise God. God bless you. You may be seated My wife said it earlier, and I've said it for several years now at this time of the year. There is nothing magical about the changing of the last digit of the date or the year. (laughs) And uh, whatever problems you go to bed with tonight um, are probably going to be there on January 1st, 2023. New Year does not mean... It would kind of be nice if a new year meant, you know, we all everything reset, <laughs> refresh. And, but, but I, I do believe there is there's some degree of value. I do believe there there can be benefit to us at the start. It's a fresh start. It's a new beginning. And even though there's nothing magical about the changing of the calendar for a new year, I, I do believe we can be benefited from it. And I know that uh, you know many of us and myself included have a tendency to just kind of be a little bit cynical or skeptical about resolutions and new year's resolutions and the truth of the matter is many of them are usually not kept very long and of course we all know that at the top of the new year's resolutions list is that we are going to lose weight there we go And all the skinny folks said, what are you talking about? And that's why we all have to go pray through because of you. Because most of our metabolisms have changed. And yes, another year has come and gone where I have promised that I would not put on a bunch of weight from Thanksgiving to Christmas. And I have once again failed. But rejoice not against me, O my enemy. Because though I have gone up. I'm going down. <laughs> but I, I want to challenge you tonight. I do believe there is a resolution worth making. And I do believe it's one that actually we can expect God to help us to keep if we desire it. And that is to be spiritual. I it's a sad thing I've said it myself, and I've heard others you know in conversations you say, well you know i, I don't want to sound too spiritual. I don't want to be overly spiritual okay, you want to be overly carnal I mean, what is it? there's kind of some stigma with being spiritual, but but, but Paul inserts here in verse number one and in, in some some very important things some, some there 's a lot of very important principles to us as the church and as a body and and and, and you know uh, uh, um, uh, was it uh, the amplified i think uh, yeah it says you know re, we, when, if you 're helping to restore one that 's been overtaken, then, then do it and don 't do it with a sense of superiority and but but do it with, with grace, do it with mercy. And and, and so there's there's again there's a lot of very important principles, but 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 he says in verse number one, he says, You who are spiritual the ones he's addressing about restoring others and, and, and all of this stuff are, are ones he says that are that are spiritual. So I think it stands to reason, as disciples, as saints, as, as born-again people, we ought to strive to be spiritual. And, and, and the Amplified actually gives, as it does oftentimes, but it, it basically gives you the definition, the Greek definition of what it means to be Spiritual. Those who are spiritual, those who are responsive to and controlled by the Spirit. The Greek word spiritual means belonging to the divine Spirit. It's in reference to things emanating from the divine Spirit or exhibiting its effects and so its character. And then it's it's this next definition that I really want you to... Remember, in reference to persons, in reference to us, what does it mean? What is this idea when Paul says those that are spiritual? What he's talking about are those who are filled with. There's a lot of people here tonight that you are filled with the Spirit. You've been filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. You've spoken with other tongues as the Spirit gave the evidence. But there's two parts to being spiritual. The first part is to be filled with the Spirit. That's the first part. But the second part of being spiritual is to be governed by the Spirit. You are not spiritual simply because you have been filled with the Spirit. You are spiritual when you are filled with the Spirit and you are now governed by the Spirit. I said it a couple of weeks ago. I think it was on a Thursday night. Speaking in tongues is the initial evidence you receive the Holy Ghost. The fruit of the Spirit is the evidence the Holy Ghost has you. Speak in tongues every single day. That's not the evidence. That was the initial evidence. Once you've got the initial evidence of speaking in tongues, the evidence that you've got the Holy Ghost is now the fruit of the Spirit. Tongues is the initial evidence. Fruit is the ongoing evidence. And the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, temperance, Gentleness, kindness, goodness. I think I said patience already. but The fruit. fruit. Notice. Notice it did not say the fruits, plural. I don't get to preach tomorrow, so I'm going to take my time. I'm going to take my time and talk to you. It 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 said the fruit singular singular fruit one fruit with nine different attributes or characteristics yep, yep. yep. all of those elements should be being manifested in your life as a result of you having the Spirit of God. There's a lot of people that do okay with the first requirement of being spiritual. They've been filled with the Spirit. But to truly be spiritual, you've got to learn to be governed. By the Spirit. You've got to work to submit and surrender yourself to being governed by the Spirit. I don't, I know most of you are smart enough to not think this, but if you think that just because I'm the pastor, it makes it easy to be governed by the Spirit. Come on. Come on. on. We all got flesh. All of us have got flesh. It's a struggle for all of us because the flesh doesn't want to be governed by anything. I taught it months ago that you're never gonna kill the flesh. You're never gonna you're never gonna silence that there is a con there is going to be a conflict, conflict between the spirit and the flesh. The carnal mind is and will be until you get your glorified body an enemy of the Spirit. And the moment you think you have arrived and there's no conflict anymore is actually the moment you've lost because that means the enemy has won. Paul said, O oh, wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me? And Paul said, the things that I should do, I don't do, and the things that I shouldn't do, I I find myself doing so. this This is an ongoing challenge. Again, being filled with the Spirit is not the challenging part. Being governed by the Spirit. Can I tell you that there's... There is probably, I really shouldn't say probably, but I'm going to say probably. There is probably not one issue or problem that any of you are dealing with tonight in your own life personally or in a relationship, marriage, parent to child, child to parent, friendship. There is not one single problem you're dealing with that would not be solved by you being spiritual.
1: so true
0: And if you're arguing with me, you're just simply proving you're not spiritual. Exactly right. Governed by the spirit. I, I understand that word "govern," you know, being governed by the spirit. The world wants to, you know, there ain't nobody controlling me? Are you kidding me? being governed, being led, being guided by the Spirit is the best life there is. I don't know what tomorrow holds. I don't know what the future holds. I I, I don't know what issues or problems are coming my way, but the one who has filled me knows everything about tomorrow. And if I will let him govern me with this step, I'll be prepared for that step down the road i, I got to stand before God for anything I teach or preach as your pastor. And so I, I, I recognize that with anything I ever teach or preach. But I'm just going to tell you, if you're looking for a pastor that's going to tell you to go stock up on canned goods and all kinds of you know meals that can be stockpiled for months and months and months and all of that, you you, you got the wrong one for now. You say, well, Brother Wright, don't you know what's coming? No, I actually I don't. But not only do I know someone that does, the someone that does is the one that filled me, and if I can let him govern me. And I know we got a bunch of young folks that Y2K means nothing. 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 And they don't know Y2K means nothing. But some of us live. Through Y2K. I lived through Y2K with two small girls. And all of the worry and the rumors of what was going to... The world was going to stop. When the calendar hit 2000, everything was coming to a crashing. You didn't want to be in an airplane. You didn't want nothing. Because everything was coming to an end with Y2K. Here we are, Y (laughs) two twenty two. You say, "Well, that, but, but it's coming." You know what? It probably is. But you know what? Jesus said. uh, Jesus said, "Take no thought for tomorrow." One translation basically says it this way. Don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow's got its own problems. Don't don't worry about tomorrow. We worry about what's the God, what's the next step you want me to take? Because if I can take this step that you want me to take and I can take the next step you want me to take, whatever's coming down there, if I let you order my steps, I'm going to be able to get through that and you're going to be able to prepare me for that. You know what, all the great testimonies, and there's many more that could be shared here tonight, just in case anybody is naive enough to think I am well aware and I am be the first to acknowledge we've got plenty of room we still need to grow. I'm thankful for everything that was said and every testimony and many other testimonies that could be given, but we haven't arrived. We're a work in progress. Thank God for the progress, but we we haven't arrived yet. And until the trumpet sounds, we we have not arrived. We will not have arrived. But I got to tell you, I I look back to twenty twenty and when COVID hit. Do you know what we we weren't sitting around in twenty eighteen worrying about COVID coming? We didn't know COVID was what was COVID. We, we didn't know that we were going to go through weeks and weeks where we weren't allowed to come together and have service in this. We didn't know that. But you know what? We started back in 2009, live streaming services. And there was some other pieces of technology that were... Put into place and and several, I don't know, some of you may not even remember several years ago when Brother Stewart was here, he 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 initiated, he had me doing a weekly deal. I think we did it on Wednesday called, I think we called it WordCast, I think. And I sat in there, what's now Brother Josh's office? I sat in there and 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 I sat and 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 uh, I can't remember we even videoed. I think it may have just been audio. Anybody remember? Was it video? Uh, you know what, I, that was... Right, right. We weren't sitting there going, you know what, there's something coming in a couple of years and we got to get prepared. We, all, all I know was he came and said, hey pastor, what do you think about doing this? I said, okay, great. So you know what, when 2020 hit, there was a whole lot of pastors in a lot of places that had never sat there and just stared at a camera. Right, right, right. <laughs> we 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 weren't planning, we didn't, we weren't... Brainstorming all the problems. We were just trying to be governed by the Spirit. And, and yeah, again, there's things with that. We could have done better and could have done different all that. that That's not my point. My point is, if you will not just be filled with the Spirit, but if you will be governed by the Spirit, the one that is governing, governing you is ordering your steps, and He knows everything that's coming, everything you're going to face. Here's here's the deal. If, If you and I, Brother Barr said, it doesn't matter how long you've been around. doesn't matter how long you've had the Holy Ghost. There's room to grow. There's room to mature. There's room to develop. Until the rapture takes place or you breathe your last breath, you are not done growing and maturing. You can become content to not grow and mature, but that's on you. But, but, but if all of us would decide, you know what? I, I'm going to have one resolution for 2023. I'm going to have one, one goal for 2023. I am going to be spiritual. Spiritual. What good's that going to do? Well, if you've got problems in your marriage, it'll help that. Because there's no way to be governed by the Spirit and not treat your wife the way you ought to treat her. There's no way to be governed by the Spirit and be disrespectful to your husband and not be the wife you're supposed to be. There's no way to be governed by the Spirit and not be the parent you need to be. Again, none of that means any of us are going to get it all perfectly. because. Govern. Here's the problem. Some of you are working so hard to get balance in your life. There are a few areas, I guess, maybe trying to get balance is okay. But the problem is some of you are trying to achieve balance between your carnal man and your spiritual man. There's no place in the book that says we're supposed to work to achieve balance between the carnal man and the spiritual man. When it comes to that, it's supposed to be completely unbalanced because the spiritual man governed by the Spirit is supposed to be completely in control. Some of you here tonight, you're battling stuff. You've talked to this person and that person. You've tried this and you've tried that for help. Why don't you just try taking the next three months and pursue being spiritual. Filled with and governed by the Spirit. Filled with and governed by by the Spirit. Listen to what Paul says in Romans 8, verse number 1. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. Let I me mean, back up. Let me go back you know, I, 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 it's it's my New Year's resolution Monday. Or it's all it's always. I don't know about you, but at our house, it's always Monday when the diet starts. And the problem is Monday, that Monday never comes because <laughs> something always comes up. And well, we'll start next week. Next month. But you know what? The, the problem is, and some of us are probably going to do this. We're we're, we're going to, we're, you know, some some of us are going to go on a diet for well, the next several weeks, maybe even the next several months. We're going to go on a diet so that we can all lose weight and may succeed. But as I've said already in the last several months, I've referenced it. I've been on the diet roller coaster since 2020. 2020, during the summer of 2020. I lost 22 pounds and found every single one of them in 21. Then I lost a bunch after that. I got got down a good ways for Esther and Jalen's wedding, and then after their wedding, I went and found it all again. I got down. I, I worked. I know all you ladies are worried about your figure, but few of us, at least this guy, has got a little bit of vanity too, so... I didn't want to be looking at myself in no wedding pictures. I'm in my suit all t- I time. I don't understand the style these guys wear where they got these jackets they can't hardly even button. I don't understand that. Uh, notice mine's not buttoned right now because if I buttoned it, I'd be like that style, and I'm not trying to be like that style. Uh, I, I... I I've I've ridden the roller coaster. Why? Because, yeah, sure, I've had some weight loss success. But I haven't dealt with my root problems. Because when I decide I'm done with the diet, I've learned how to make some pretty good snickerdoodles. And I'm also... As of last year and this year, I am now fine-tuning my sugar cookie recipe. Yeah. My metabolism. I should have been trying that 30 years ago when I could afford to. We don't, we, we don't change the root problem. We don't make the, we don't make the lifestyle changes. So you know what we often do? We come to church to get our spiritual diet. We're not truly working to become spiritual. Filled with and governed by the Spirit. For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh. But they that are after the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. For to be carnally minded is death. You cannot spend the majority of your time thinking about, focusing on, pursuing carnal things and not have spiritual death. But to be spiritually minded is, is what? Life and peace. To be spiritually minded is life and peace. The Passion Translation says, those who are motivated by the flesh... Only pursue what benefits themselves. But those who live by the impulses of the Holy Spirit are motivated to pursue spiritual realities. For the sense and reason of the flesh is death, but the mindset controlled by the Spirit finds life and peace. Now, since the the Passion Translation is not an original translation, you you can't necessarily look up the original Greek word in it. So that being said, I, I, I believe the context here of, of it saying those who live by the impulses of the Holy Spirit is not saying impulse in the sin. Anybody anybody willing to acknowledge, anybody willing to be honest that in the last 30 days or so, you made a purchase by impulse? for your Of course, none of you made it for yourself. It was all for other people. Oh, man! I like that I want that i don 't care if it 's christmas time i don 't care if I can really afford it. There is an impulse i don 't think this is talking about impulsive behavior. I believe the context of what is meant here that you are that you are you are you are living by the impulses of the spirit. I believe the implication or the context there is you are living by the gentle impulse. That's
1: right. that's exactly
0: it. That's is there anybody that's sitting here right now and you're having trouble hearing me because your heartbeat is overriding the sound of my voice and the mic? Oh Yet every person here, your heart is beating. You you don't even you don't even ever really think about it. Sometimes I sometimes I get in. A, I'm assuming I'm not the only one. There's Sometimes I get in certain positions when I'm laying down that for some reason, it then sounds like it's a beating drum. Boom, boom. Most of the time, I I believe I believe what 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 the the passion translation is getting at here. Is that you and I should learn to be responsive and sensitive to the to the spirit that it's a, as gentle as the beating of a heart. Come on, Come on. Yes, sir. Come on. That's good. Right. The Bible says that the trumpet is gonna sound and the dead in Christ are gonna rise and, and we're gonna be caught up. And and I guess there may actually gonna, there may be a trumpet that's gonna sound. I, I don't there may be a glass encased golden trumpet. Ah. That's been waiting in heaven for that day There may be But do you know what that word trumpet means in the Greek? That word trumpet in the Greek simply means A vibration I think there's some people that are counting on the fact That there's going to be this loud blasting trumpet When it sounds and it's time So it gets their attention Because they're not paying attention do you know what you do every single time you gather together in a service or you gather a get together in some kind of spiritual setting? Every time you gather together, you are determining whether or not you are becoming sensitive to the vibration That's it. of the spirit. That's it. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Some of you might be in trouble when the trumpet sounds if it's just simply a vibration because some of you never move until there's thunder and lightning from heaven. You might not want to be too critical or judgmental of the people that never can seem to sit still. They might just be a little more in tune to the vibration than you are. Mm. Some of you, we got to get the crash cart out to get you to do something. Stand back. Just, a, just an impulse. An Impulse. I, I taught about it a couple of weeks ago, and I, I think I, I don't always get things crossed clearly. I believe with everything in me, God speaks to us. God can speak to us. God speaks to people. God, I, I believe all of that. But, but I, I don't want to have to live with this audible voice telling me every single thing to do. I want, I want to learn to be responsive to the impulse, the gentle pulse of the Spirit that, that guides me and directs me. To be spiritually minded to be carnally minded is that you are you are you are minding those things you are under the influence of those things that are opposed to God Of course I know I know a bunch of us we just want to sit around and argue about well what's right and what's wrong Carnally minded you are you are you are leaning in, in fact the 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 uh, there, there's not one single for the phrase "spiritually minded" to be spiritually minded. It, all of those words come from a couple of different Greek words. Uh, the first one is is to to be minded is to exercise the mind. Right. It is to entertain or have a sentiment or op or or opinion. By implication, to be mentally disposed more or less earnestly in a certain direction intensively to interest oneself in which in to in to interest oneself in with concern or obedience i, I got a question what are you what what, what direction are you leaning tonight what, what what are you minding more are you minding more the carnal mind are you leaning more towards the carnal mind or, or are you leaning to be spiritually minded. Isaiah 26 and 3 says, Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusteth in thee. Are you struggling with peace tonight? Are you struggling with anxiety? You might need to take a check of what you're minding. Oh, that's
1: good. That's good. That's
0: good. Yeah. If the problems that you're having is because of everybody else, you probably are carnally minded. If it's everybody's issue, everybody else's fault, you're probably being carnally minded because the spiritually minded look into the mirror of the Word of God. First and foremost, I, I need to figure out what's, what What do I need to do? What do I need to change? It's It's really easy in a marriage to always be looking at what my wife needs to do. There's plenty in here that if I will be spiritually minded, if I will lean in to the word of God and the spirit of God, that it can direct me and govern govern me. The word spirit there referencing the Holy Spirit, it denotes the various modes and gifts by which the Holy Spirit shows itself operative in those whom it dwells. Universally, it is the disposition or influence which fills and governs the soul of anyone. The efficient source of any power, affection, emotion, desire. Do you know what? Either this book is true or it's not. And either God is real or he's not. Either God tells the truth or he's a lie. A liar? I think we all believe tonight God is true. The word of God is true. God cannot lie. He doesn't lie. Therefore, if I'm living with anxiety or fear or worry or death it, it it it's can't be on God's side of it. I hope, I don't know if it's gonna happen or not, but over the last couple of weeks, couple of times here and there I've I've kind of been just kind of intrigued with the idea of grace. I think I'm not making any promises. I don't know for sure. But I think if the Lord will allow, I think maybe the next kind of focus on Thursday nights for a little bit is going to be about grace. Because the bottom line is we, we, we're, we're in trouble without grace. And I would venture to say that the great majority of us in this place tonight, and I said us, and I said the majority do not really have a true grasp on grace because he has he, he has provided I, I think Peter is one of the places you can find it where where it says something along the lines of the everything we need God has provided everything everything we need to live godly and and, and righteously and peaceably in this world. How many not looking for an answer, response? How many of you would have to be honest and truthful tonight that say you're not living peaceably right now? You're not living with peace. Skipping down to verse 13. Romans 8. For if you live after the flesh, you will die. But if you through the Spirit do mortify the deeds of the body, you will live. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. The Passion Translation says it this way. For when you live controlled by the flesh, you are about to die. But if the life of the Spirit puts to death the corrupt ways of the flesh we then taste His abundant life. Now now listen to this, verse 14. The mature children of God are those, and and then the footnote there says this, the Greek is quite emphatic, that when when it's saying the mature children of God are those, it's actually saying they are those and only those
1: who are moved
0: by the impulses of the Holy Spirit. So, so meaning, it's not saying that you know there, there are those that are the sons of God that are led by the Spirit of God, and, and then there's these others. No. If you are a son, and here son is being generic, it's not gender specific, it's the it's son of God in a relationship context. That being led by the Spirit is not just for a select group of people. If you are a child of God, if you are a son of God, then you should be led by the Spirit of God. I've been thinking lately, trying to get a little bit of a grasp. Most of you know me enough. You, 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 you know I've expressed it. and I've tried to demonstrate it. By my teaching and preaching, I, I I want something that's that's tangible. I want something that's practical. I want something that's applicable. I I don't want to just hear some wonderful, amazing revelation, and then I'm like, okay, what does that mean? What is? How do I apply that? What am I supposed to do with that? And what I've been I've been thinking about a lot lately, trying to get a grasp. What what does what does all of this look like on a daily basis? Just a gross, what what is all of this? What is this supposed to be? Because the bottom line is the word of God is not limited to a certain area or, or, or demographic or, or career path. Its principles supersede all of that. So the bottom line is there's got to be some principles that for me, as somebody who's involved in full-time ministry, this is, this is what I get paid to do, if you will, that, that there's got to be principles that apply to most of you that work secular employment. Of course, we all know, I mean, you all would expect me, I'm, I'm supposed to be spiritual because I'm the pastor. I'm supposed to be led by the Spirit. No. 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 That's for all of us. All of us. All of us. That means when you're, you're in the workplace, you may have coworkers that cut corners and cheat and lie and aren't honest in their dealings, but you're supposed to be governed by the Spirit. You're not supposed to just do what everybody else does because that's what you are supposed to be governed by the Spirit. The Word of God and the principles of the Word of God are supposed to affect, influence everything I do. If you're all sitting there wondering, waiting on the punchline of what does it look like for every day, I'm still trying to get a grasp on that. I mean that sincerely. I know one thing. Paul says we, we need to be spiritual. We need to be spiritually minded. So we need to be filled with. Filled with. And we need to be governed by. And governed by. I wonder how different we would all be 365 days from now. If we all made up our minds. Brother, we're supposed to be reaching the lost. Yeah, we are. The problem is we can focus on reaching the lost and not be spiritual. Brother, we we need to be going, yeah, we, we do. But all of those things need to be the fruit of. Because there's no way to be truly spiritual and not be engaged in ministry. There's no way to be truly spiritual and not be faithful to come to church. There's no way to be truly spiritual and not be faithful with your tithes and your offerings. So if we would all just work on being spiritual, filled with, And governed by. And again, again, I know. Oh, Brother Wright, that's a... Who wants to live governed by the Spirit? Well, I don't get it right all the time. But I tell you what, the results that I have seen from the times I've had some success at being governed by the Spirit, I do. I I, I do. Because there's no other way to live. Paul says, or excuse me, I think it's James says. James talks about the law
1: of liberty.
0: I'm I'm quitting. I'm not trying to turn it into a watch night service. He talks about the law of liberty. Law and liberty seem to be Contradictory. They seem to be opposites of each other. The bottom line is there's no way to have true liberty without being surrendered to a law. It's just a matter of what law you're going to be submitted to. The law of liberty is you pull out on Ritchie Highway and keep it about five, maybe ten miles over the speed limit, and you're going to be free. You choose to disregard the law, and you're going to have to pay a price. The law of God is not to put me in bondage, the law of God is not to imprison me. If that was the case, then Jesus would be a liar. Because Jesus said, who was God manifested in the flesh, so the lawgiver in the flesh says, I have come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. How could he then try to impose a law that's just going to imprison you and put you in bondage if he also says, I've come that you might have life? The law of liberty means I don't live my life all the time looking over my shoulder worrying about what's going to catch up. The law of liberty is I'm not waiting for the hammer to drop because I'm, 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 I'm pursuing living by the Spirit, governed by the Spirit, therefore, life. I can expect life. Now, that doesn't mean it's all easy and problem free, but I can, that, that's the promise. heard some amazing testimonies and we haven't even had any individual personal testimonies here tonight there, there's people here that you've got things you could testify about what God did in your life in this last year healings, financial provisions, other situations he's worked out, ways in which he's used you, things he's done we, we haven't even scratched the surface of all of that Do you, do you know why we? You know why we're doing? Why we have and you have those testimonies? It's because no, not perfectly, but it's because there's people that are striving to be spiritual, and it's it's just I, it's just not popular nowadays to be to be governed by the Spirit. <laughs> I came, across this, I came across this video on, on Instagram a couple days ago where this guy, he, he was say there's no place in the Bible that tells you you're supposed to repent for your sins. And, and, and basically once you're saved, you don't ever need to repent again because the blood of Jesus is already taking care of everything you'll ever... Sure, it's effective, but i got to apply it. Man, we got all this easy believism stuff and, and God's your best friend, not going to tell you what to do. Not Really? Show me the person that's done a great job at running their own lives. Because here's, here's the problem. At the end of the day, I know some of you, you're, you're, you're probably not really going to agree with me on this, but I got Bible to back me up. There's only one of two things that you and I can serve, and we are all servants. So, for those of you that may have just responded in your mind and said, "I ain't no, I ain't a servant of anybody," you are you are one of the most dangerous ones to yourself. That is, because we're all servants. Paul said it this way: "You are either a servant of sin unto death, or you are a servant of righteousness unto life.. You know, the people that I concerned about the most as a pastor, especially the people I pastor, it's not the ones who are blatantly sinning and know they're blatantly sinning. It's the ones that are justified everything they do. Excuse for everything they're doing. Because they're deceived. You know the problem with being deceived? The problem with being deceived is you don't know you're deceived. But if I will surrender and submit myself to the Word of God, to the principles of the Word of God, as I taught months ago, if I'll wash my mind by the Word, if I'll spend time in prayer, if I'll I'll invest myself in those things that are necessary, I can experience the fruit and the results of what it is to be Spiritual. I want you to stand, please. I, I, I want to do this. I, I this is the longest we've gone in New Year's Eve service in a while, at least that I remember. And we're, we're, we're gonna we're gonna wrap up here in just a moment, but I wonder if I could I wonder if I could give an invitation just for a few moments here. In fact, why don't you do this? Would you bow your head and close your eyes? I wonder how many of you would be willing to just for a moment step out of your seat make your way down to this this altar and as we close out this year to join together and make a commitment for the coming year god as i embark on a new year I know there's a lot of secondary things that would be great accomplishments and wonderful things to do, but if I could, if I could just somehow in this coming year, not some, not some frivolous, flaky definition of what it means to be spiritual. Not some mysterious, mystical thing of being spiritual, but but God being filled with and governed by that, that, that's it that, that's the that's the definition that's the standard we're talking about right now if i could just be filled with and most of us are filled with but if i could just be governed by so would you just for a few moments in your own words right now would you just would you express that desire would you make that commitment to the lord Lord, as I, as we embark on a new year, we walk into the beginning of a new year, we, we commit ourselves to you, God. We, we want to be spiritual. Lord, we're living in a world that is desperate for people who are spiritual. People who are filled with your spirit. But beyond being filled with your spirit, Lord, there's... There's a world that is in desperate need for people who are governed by. Lord, we stand here tonight, male and female, we stand here tonight. If we've been born again, we stand here as sons of yours. And so, your word says, if we're your sons, then we're led by your spirit. We want to be led by your spirit. God, whatever whatever way in which you choose to do that if that's those times you do it by your voice in speaking to us if it's if it's a dream is if it's a vision what whatever means but but God also help us more than ever to be sensitive and in tune with just the gentle impulses of your spirit God I want to I want to be responsive to the impulses of the Spirit. I don't want you to have to speak to me with a megaphone. I, I don't want it to have to be thunder and lightning to get my attention. I don't want it to have to be an earthquake to get my attention. I want to, I want to be sensitive to the impulse in that still, small voice.
1: In the name of
0: Jesus, in the name of Jesus.
1: So I promise Lord I'll never walk away I'll never walk away Give me your love for truth and all the things that draw
0: me In The close name of Jesus In the name of Jesus filled with and governed by Your Spirit, Lord.
1: In the name of Jesus,
0: in Jesus' name, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, in the name of Jesus, let us be individuals who are dedicated and committed to pursuing You being led by You, governed by You. Lord, if we'll do that, Your promises will be fulfilled through us. Lord, if we'll do that, we'll step into the fulfillment of what You've called us to be and called us to do. We'll be governed by You, Lord,
1: led by You. In Jesus' name. Jesus name. Hallelujah.
0: Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Total devotion. God, I want to give you all of me. I want to present myself as a living sacrifice. Not just a part of me, not just a portion, but and I want to give myself fully and completely. In the name of Jesus. Give me a love In the so name of Jesus. I will not be Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name.
1: In Jesus name. Thank you, Lord. So I
0: promise i
1: walk away.
0: Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we thank you for your presence, your spirit that has been in this place tonight. Thank you for the atmosphere of worship. Thank you for the manifestation of your presence. I thank you for every individual that's here tonight, God. I pray your blessings as we close out this year and we head into a new year. I pray your blessings on every life here tonight. Lord, you know everything that this next year is going to hold for us individually and collectively you've got every need already planned how you will provide every difficulty we will face you've already got the answer I pray your peace and assurance upon every mind tonight I pray your blessings upon every individual upon every household Every family we pray your blessings to continue upon this congregation. We thank you for what you've done this year but we look with anticipation, God, for greater things in this coming year. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. In Jesus name. Praise God. God bless you. I know there's a few that are still praying. Be mindful of that but Again, thank you for being here tonight. I pray that you have a blessed New Year's Eve and a new year in Jesus' name.